Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Good afternoon from the center of the universe here in Chicago, Illinois, beaming out all over the world here at AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace, where we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, have I got a great one for you today. I'm also uh, the host, not only the host of Faith Marketplace, but I'm also the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies and their teams advanced business development and sales skills training. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Business Group, we put the wind back in your sails. And boy, I tell you, I've been waiting for this interview, so fasten your safety belts. I want to introduce you to Dr. Kay Shillette Stewart. She is the founder and principal of Stewart Consulting and a whole lot more than that. Welcome, Shillette. Thank you so much, Bob. It's such an honor and a pleasure to be with you today. Thanks for having me. You betcha. I, I've been waiting for this interview. <laughs> hey, listen, me you know, you, you put out a quote here oh. that, uh, that I, I want to know a little bit. Why don't you share the, your quote with the audience today? I have so many quotes, but one yeah. of my favorite is that we as business leaders don't plan to fail. We plan, we fail to plan to, to follow God's plan. Oh, man. And, <laughs> that is an overarching um, belief of mine and just a philosophy that uh, that the Lord has really shared with me over the past several years. Yeah, unbelievable. I want to give our audience, you know, exactly who Shalette is and your background and what's what's this doctor thing and all that. So did you come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Girl? You know, interestingly enough, I grew up um, in a Christian household. I grew up in Dayton, Ohio, and uh, many of your listeners will understand the the phrase or uh, the term PK, preacher's kid. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm a preacher's niece. So I grew up in my uncle's church in Dayton. Um, so the Christian worldview was a part of my lifestyle. I first accepted Christ at the age of 10. Wow. And I was rebaptized at the age of 24 and um, I've been to Israel and, and gotten baptized there. And so actually it has been a, a very, very critical part of my, um, my lifestyle and my upbringing. Wow. Wow. So take us through now you brought, you grew up in Dayton, Ohio. Did you, were you raised there that whole time or did you move or what was going on with that? Cause I know you spent some yes, time was, on the East coast. I, my brother, my brother and I were uh, raised in Dayton. My um, mother and father um, met in high school. They were high school sweethearts oh. in uh, a small town called Arcadia, Louisiana. And so they, as well as a number of our family members, moved up north for more career opportunities. And so my brother and I were born and raised in Dayton, Ohio. But I later uh, left right after um, high school and um, attended UC Berkeley for undergrad and um, have been away for quite a while. I just recently relocated back to the Columbus, Ohio area when I resigned from a leadership role with Harvard Business School, I said, I can do my consulting anywhere, so why not be closer to family? So I'm delighted to be back in my home state. Oh. Now, where, where, did you put in, where did you get your PhD from? 
So my PhD was from Nova Southeastern University in Fort Lauderdale. Okay. And while working for Harvard Business School, I uh, earned a, a degree from Harvard University. So I uh, earned wow. a master's degree from Harvard in journalism. So um, definitely I am a lifelong student, Bob. <laughs> you are a lifelong learner. Oh, my right. goodness. Now, how, how, now, going, I mean, Berkeley, that was a pretty uh, adventurous thing for you, right? Even now, right? Yes. Back then, Can that was interesting. Can you imagine leaving Dayton, Ohio, and then uh, attending UC Berkeley? You know, it was like culture shock. But, you know, I always share with uh, folks, and I'll share with your audience that when you have that uh, type of a change in terms of culture and society, it will either bring you closer to God or um, unfortunately further away. And so for me, it just intensified my relationship with the Lord. So I'm thankful for the experience. Wow. Well, how, how is that? Share with the audience. Why, why did that intensify your you're, you're yeah, I think Lord. one of the, the main reasons is that, um, again, I grew up in the church. And so when right. I relocated to uh, Northern California and, and to Berkeley specifically, it was quite a challenge finding the type of church that I was used to, to um, you know, being involved with and being a member uh, of and, and like my uncle's church. So I visited and visited uh, so many different churches, but I never felt quite at home the way that I did um, at my church home in, in Dayton. And so because of that, my prayer life intensified. Oh, so I didn't boy. learn, I didn't have to go to a church house, so to speak, to have a relationship with Jesus. So it was about more praying than um, traditionally going to church, so to speak. And so that definitely um, heightened my, my relationship and experience with the Lord. So overall, here's this young lady from Dayton, Ohio, landing out there in Berkeley, the land of, you know, as I call it, the, California's like a bowl of granola, not full of fruits and nuts and <laughs> right. flakes, you know. And and so you're landing out there. That had to be a culture shock for you, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. It was. But again, um, it was a wonderful opportunity, though. The um, academics at Berkeley were excellent. I had a lot of family members in California, so it was like oh, a second. okay. I had a lot of, of family members there, so that helped quite a bit. And then I could still come home to Ohio during the holidays and see um, my mother and, and my dad. Okay. So from Berkeley, what happened after that? So after I graduated from Berkeley, um, I ended up joining uh, Bell South, which is now again AT&T. Mm -hmm. And first job out of out of uh, college and it was a business development role um, selling in telecom to um, telecommunication systems to business mm. uh, customers and I love that so I okay. um, was with uh, AT&T for a few years went back got a first master's my first master's degree from Clark Atlanta University and then transitioned to a leadership role at the Coca-Cola company and was with the Coca-Cola company for about 10 years oh um, wow my <laughs> during my time with Coca-Cola uh, and enjoyed the journey. Yeah. Now, was that Coca-Cola or where were you at? Oh, absolutely. The parent company, uh, wow. headquarters here in Atlanta. I did do a stint, uh, Bob, in Los Angeles for a couple of years working for the Coca-Cola company. They relocated me to L.A. Um, to really support some of their bottlers out there. And then I relocated back to Atlanta. But it was a wonderful journey. Yeah, so you're familiar with Coca-Cola Consolidated then, aren't you? Absolutely, right there in Charlotte. I use uh, their example as a best practice. The CEO is a gentleman by the name of Frank Harrison. Right. And as you know, Bob, he's a, a, a strong Christian. Oh, and yeah. so I use uh, their example around transformation and how to really incorporate um, a Christian worldview 
in um and in, in their company and in, in the corporation. Oh yeah, a matter of fact, they have their uh, T uh, T Factor webinar T tomorrow. Factor. Yeah, yes. tomorrow. Are you going to be in that tomorrow? Are you? I, it? I've already been in it. I'm okay. actually one of their um their strategic partners. Oh, and wow. so when people go through T Factor, if they need uh, support around strategic planning or leadership development, then the T Factor team will recommend those. Uh, that those companies or refer those companies to my firm, Stuart Consulting. LLC. Oh my goodness, that's wonderful. Well, Mark Whitaker is going to be a guest on the show here in a couple of weeks. So I'm Mark is you. fabulous. Is he? Yes, he's great. I mean, yes, he's great. It's I, going to be a wonderful conversation. He's yeah. A wonderful I, I, I got to tell you, boy, talk about a guy that's got a story. That's amazing. But enough about yes. that. Enough about that. I was interested in that Coca Cola. That's phenomenal. Now, what happened after Coke? Then how'd you get to Harvard? By the way. Yeah, so after um, Coke, um, the Lord really uh, impressed on me the importance of really um, taking the time to um, to write. And I never thought I'd write a book, but the calling was so strong, um, uh, uh, Bob, to the point that I started writing my book, Revelations in Business, about four or five years before I resigned from the Coca-Cola company. Okay. But the became so strong that I ended up resigning from the Coca-Cola company and taking a two-year sabbatical to focus full-time on the book that God has pl- had planted. Wow. Wow. And um, from there, um, after the two years were over, I uh, submitted my resume and got the book published and ended up re- relocating to Dallas and joined SMU Cox Executive Education. And so that's how I ended up in academia. And from SMU Cox, after a few years, um, I was invited to speak at Harvard Business School, and um, they offered me an, a leadership role at Harvard Business School. Oh, so man. God ordained. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> uh, listeners, I got to tell you, so I told you fast your safety belts because this lady is on fire, and boy, what an inspiration. What a great story you had, and all those different experiences that you had. Now, obviously, getting with the Coca-Cola company, you saw firsthand, or, or Coke Consolidated firsthand, how people can integrate their faith and work, right? Absolutely. Well, I was actually with the the parent company, the Coca-Cola company. So it's much more secular in their approach. It's not like Coca-Cola Consolidated, where they're very overt in terms of their Christian worldview. So at the Coca-Cola company, parent company, um, as you can appreciate, I had to be the light. Right. Um, yep. An organization that is fabulous, but not as forthcoming with their Christian worldviews. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, I'm sure you were that beacon on the hill, knowing you. <laughs> I try. I try. I'm trying to keep up with you, Bob. Oh, no, no. Hey, you're way ahead of me. You know, I got to tell you, I, I aspire up to you. Okay. So, right. hey, but, but that's what this show is about, uh, Shalette. You, you really walked it out there, and particularly at a at a point in time where you took, stepped away from everything for two years to really reflect and get into what is that all about? How do you integrate this thing? I can't believe this first segment's already up. Folks, I got to tell you, you definitely want to come back because, well, Shalette's got a special gift she's going to give away, but you got to come back and listen for that. And we're going to be uh, back with Shalette here in a minute. That uh, and, and we're going to dive into a little bit more of how she formed all this out, a little bit more about the book, but her practice also, and what is she doing, and what is she doing with people and delivering to people now. And then also the shift from you know, Harvard to Columbus, Ohio now, and in a new town and establishing all that stuff. So we're going to be right back with my guest, Dr. Kay Shalette Stewart, founder and principal of Stewart Consulting.
This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Dr. Kay Shalette Stewart. She's the founder and principal of Stewart Consulting. And by the way, that's Stewart with an E, S-T-E-W-A-R-T, okay? Because I know a lot of Stewart, so. Anyway, uh, Shalette, let's get into the, your experience at Harvard. When you were taken and you made that transition, was that a, 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 a you know, I'm kind of interested in how you make that transition from the school you were at to, to that school. Yes, good question. So it was truly God-ordained. I had um, the pleasure of serving in a leadership role with Southern Methodist University Cox School of Business in Dallas for several years. Mm-hmm. And when book Revelations in Business uh, came out, the Christian Fellowship of the Harvard Business School MBA um, Association reached out to me uh, to, to come and speak about the book. And so mm. uh, while I was sharing insights, I had the opportunity to meet with a number of leaders and professors. And several said, hey, have you ever thought about a leadership role at Harvard? And it was the right time, Bob. I had been with SMU Cox for um, a few years, and I really desired to have more of a global experience. And, um, you know, Harvard offers that. Mm. And so it was the right timing. So I joined a Harvard Business School in a business development role. I was responsible for managing our partnerships with Fortune 100 companies and developing leadership programs for them on the East Coast. And I enjoyed, enjoyed it immensely. Yeah. Uh, what was it? What were some of the highlights of that? What were some takeaways that you took out of that to shape what you're, what we're going to get into a little bit later here in the segment? Yes, um, you know, I I have um, for several years had my consultancy, but I was always working full time for Bell South or Coca Cola mm-hmm. or SMU or Harvard. So I've always done strategic planning mm-hmm. um, for a number of organizations. But what uh, Harvard brought to the forefront was my passion around. Uh, leadership development mm. and specifically teaching, uh, teaching oh. leaders, um, seasoned executives. And so um, that really helped me shape the platform for my consultancy and add leadership development along with strategic planning. And so that's our the focus in, uh, of my consultancy is really strategic planning and leadership development. And Harvard helped to shape that. I'm actually, um, I just co-authored my second Harvard Business School case on Mary Kay who, as no, you know, was yeah. woman. Uh, the first case was on JCPenney. So I'm still affiliated with Harvard, still working with my colleagues there, but I'm leveraging it um, for the glory of God through my yeah. consultancy. Oh, yeah, that is fabulous. And, and, you know, the thing that kind of pops out at me about that whole thing is you had to be around a, a variety of business leaders from all over the world, right? Yes, Absolutely. And and that was a wonderful experience. Um, that's how we ended up um, writing the first business case on JCPenney. Um, Marvin Ellison, who was at the time the CEO of JCPenney, uh-huh. was a client of mine. Oh. And so, you know, JCPenney is going through some challenges. Um, yeah. Let's the ways that we can enhance the narrative. And so I recommended that as a case. And, and we partnered, uh, a Harvard Business School professor and I, uh, partnered on the case. And so it was wonderful uh, meeting those individuals and and um, and really getting to know them, the business and their perspectives on uh, the commercial marketplace. Yeah, that's fabulous. Hey, well, what's the ideal client or audience for your practice now? For my practice, uh, we really support uh, leaders who oversee for-profit organizations as well as non-profit. Uh-huh. So if you think 
strategic planning and leadership development. I'll, I'll share with you a quick example. I have a client uh, in Dallas, Texas, and they said, you know, Shalette, we're so dependent on the same revenue streams. Um, would you help us develop a business plan so that we can qualify for a grant from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, for example? So on the strategic planning side, Bob, I partnered with them. We put together a massive document. It's about 300 pages, mission, vision, competitive analysis, the marketing plan. But what's so great is that it allowed them to qualify for and be awarded a $2.5 million grant from the Kellogg Foundation. Oh, so that's wow. the example how I've, I've partnered on the strategic planning side. On the leadership development side, it's serving as a lecturer, serving as a keynote speaker at conferences. An example is um, Georgetown College in Kentucky. I um, conducted a three-part lecture series uh, for the president and his leadership team, for students, faculty, and staff, and for alumni. So that those are a couple of quick examples of how I support organizations with strategic planning and leadership development. And so is that your kind of your ideal audience then, obviously, is uh, that the not-for-profit thing? I mean, boy, do they need a lot of help with that, don't they? Not-for-profit and for-profit. So yeah. I still speak to Texas Instruments, the mm-hmm. Coca-Cola company, the 100 companies. So it's really any organization, Bob, that requires strategic planning or leadership development. And if you think about it, that's all of us at some point in time in our careers, whether we're working for a for-profit or a non-profit, that's, that's the gamut. And so um, that's what's so exciting about um, my support for organizations is every client, as you know, is different. Yeah. Now, you know, as well as I do, that strategic planning, leadership development is bandied around a lot. It's pervasive. There's all kinds of practice out there. How would you describe or depict how you're unique with what you do? So um, my approach um, to strategic business planning, my my whole book, Revelations in Business, is about how do you develop a strategic business plan, but based on the word of God. Mm. So say probably 70% of my clients are Christian, but I do have um, a secular mm-hmm. client like Texas Instruments, like the Coca-Cola company. And that's important for us as his ambassadors uh, in the marketplace is we are the light. Mm-hmm. So support you know Christian leaders, but we support secular organizations as well um, because we must be the light. And so I take them through how to uh, strategically plan, but based on the word of God. So for example, how do you develop a clear, concise mission and vision statement? Mm-hmm. And then the word of God say about mission and vision. Habakkuk 2.2 says to write the vision and make it plain so that all who can hear it can run with it. So it's that balance that I bring to my to my clients, Bob. I love that. I love it. So even in the secular environments, they're they're open to that, right? Because, uh, you know, how, how are you going to argue with the Bible, right? They are. <laughs> and, you know, the Bible says that we are to respect um, uh, our employers and those who are, um, you know, say, uh, in, in a leadership role over us. So for us, you know, maybe some clients. And so mm-hmm. what that means is that when I'm speaking to a secular organization like a Texas Instruments, I still care about the same principles. I may not go as deep into the biblical scriptures right. as I would with a Christian worldview organization like a Chick-fil-A. Right. But 
principles, as you know, are still the same. They're yes. still godly principles. And what's so funny is that after the presentation, all the Christians come up to me and say, we know what you were talking about. <laughs> You're talking code there, right? Well, right. you know, a gentleman by the name of John Maxwell has made a, made a real inroad with, uh, you know, all of the of the writings he's done all based on the Bible. I don't know if you know John or not, but... Oh, absolutely. He, he was, in fact, uh, so many of his books I've read, and um, he was instrumental also in inspiring me to write Revelations of Business. I would say John Maxwell, as well as uh, Rick Warren, yeah. uh, his The Purpose Driven Life really inspired me um, but I, because I was reading that and I said, you know, um, there's all these books about how to, to find your purpose, all these books on how to develop a business plan, but very few to integrate the two. You know, what does it mean if I am to submit to a leader who I don't respect or uh. how do I know? in my position by assignment or by default. And so those are some of the challenges that I uh, bring to light in the revelations in business. And so those gentlemen really inspired me to write my book. Mm, okay. Now, when you look at leadership in, in strategic developments, one thing, but leadership is got a lot of soft skills around that. I mean, great leaders really have uh, terrific soft skills. Would you agree? Or human skills, as is more appropriately put. Absolutely. I believe that great leaders, Bob, have um, a nice balance, a solid balance of both soft skills as well as hard skills. Mm -hmm. um, they have an appreciation for both and they support their managers and their leaders and their high potentials around both. And mm -hmm. so I think there's a, a balance that that we're all pursuing as, as we're growing as leaders. Okay. So from a biblical principle, how how what, what references do you use for th those kind of things? You know, um, my book is full of hundreds of scriptures, and I think that's the reason that um, on the back of the book you'll see the endorsement from Dan Cathy, who you know is right. the and CEO of, of Chick Fil A. Mm -hmm. And I think that um, the biblical principles are what's so critical, and oftentimes in our society, particularly in Western society, um, they're not at the forefront. Mm -hmm. So for um, Proverbs 29, 18 says, where there's no vision or revelation, the people perish. And so that's an overarching scripture um, for my platform is that uh, we need to incorporate and start with the word of God and God's plan, his purpose for our life before we develop our own business plan or before we develop our career plan. It's, it's really looking at what is he ordained for us to do? What are the gifts and the talents and the mission and the vision that God has given us? Yeah. Start at that point, Bob, and then yep. everything else flow from that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Gillette, uh, I wish this program was a couple hours long because we would really get we, we, we would get pretty deep with this stuff. I got to right. tell you. And what I love about it is the substance, the substance there, because a lot of the stuff, and I'm exposed to a lot of it, uh, just doesn't have the substance, you know. And so, anyway, well, listen, I got to take care of a little business here. You know, we're proud to announce and welcome Inbound Studio as a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent and expertise to develop our new website. Get out and check it out. Maintain it. It's faithmarketplace.com. Marshall Mullet, the uh, owner, has a mission to help small and mid-sized businesses be more effective and efficient in getting results from their tech, uh, marketing technology. Uh, with a vast experience, Inbound Studios builds... Websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience that has them coming back for more. I've, we've gotten a lot of compliments on ours. 
As a result, the company has evolved into a premier provider of web technology services in the Midwest. I want to encourage you to get out and check them out. It's inboundstudio.studio. So again, that's inboundstudio.studio. Go out and check them out. They're a fabulous, great Christian brother out there that's leading this company and has got some great work that they're doing. So uh, get out there. We're going to be right back with my special guest, Dr. Shalette Stewart. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with Dr. Kay Shalette Stewart. She is the founding principal of Stewart Consulting. And I told you to you had to pay attention. You got to keep listening because we do have a special giveaway today. Uh, so um, Shalette has agreed to give away one of her books to a lucky text person that texts me with the keyword revelation. Okay. So get out there and text me at 312-210-0603. Again, 312-210-0603 with the keyword revelation. And um, Shalette, where are they going to get, what's in this book? Let's talk about the book a little bit. Where are they going to get in this fabulous book? Yes. And so uh, Revelations in Business, Connecting Your Business Plan with God's Purpose and Plan for Your Life. Um, I've been so blessed. It's won a number of Christian literary awards and a number of business ministry and academic leaders have endorsed the book. And so Revelations in Business takes you through how to develop a business plan but based on the Word of God. So your mission and vision, how do you conduct a competitive analysis, a marketing plan, your operations plan, financial plan, your exit strategy, all with very practical, pragmatic insights of how to, but along with the biblical insights of what does the word of God say? So how do you develop a, a solid marketing plan? And then what does the word of God say about marketing? And so this was the book, Bob, that I needed. I needed a book that that really integrated both the business principles along with the biblical principles. Yeah, boy. And what a work that is. Uh, you, how, how many pages in this book? It's about 400 pages, and it actually took uh, eight years to um, bring the entire book to fruition. And that was because I didn't want to start stop editing until the Lord led me to, to stop editing oh, it. So okay. I wanted the book to live on long after I'm gone. And so I prayed that it will continue to be a blessing to those who read it and study it and, and follow um, the, the directives that really are from God. I'm simply a vessel for His magnificent work. Yeah. Uh, now, you know, I want to clear something up, uh, and you're the perfect person to do that, because you hit on two things, mission and vision, right? Where does values come in, and what does that mean? Yeah, so I think um, there's a lot of, of conversation and discussion around values, uh, particularly today with all that we've gone through the past couple of years, mm-hmm. um, it's around core values. Right. Sometimes values are around, are around your corporate values or your individual values. But here is what I often encourage leaders to do is um, to make sure that your individual values, um, what your belief systems uh, are, Mm -hmm. and uh, your your prayer life and your lifestyle, your individual values, make sure that you're connecting those to the values of the organizations that you're spending a lot of time working for. So that your values really are in sync with that company's values or the organization's values. And if they're not, then there may be some fundamental changes 
that you um, may need to make or that the Lord is leading to you to make um, that you may have to step out of your comfort zone uh, to make. It's, we spend too much time at work not to enjoy it. I always yeah. tell people we don't have a personal life or a professional life. We have one life and we have to make that life count. So make uh, sure your values are in line with the organizations that you're serving for. Boy, is that profound. We're seeing that right now in the great resignation, aren't we? People stepping away from yeah, jobs and, yeah, and reflecting right. on what right. they're doing and all that stuff. So, yeah, well said. So what do you get praise, uh, praise in your business to God for? You know, I'm so excited about this new season uh, in my life. You know, I praise God for so much. But um, I, when I think about my business, I praise him for um, the wisdom that he gives me mm. in supporting um, my clients around strategic planning and leadership development. You know, the Bible says in James 1, 5, that he gives wisdom to all who ask and he gives it liberally and without reproach. So I continue to ask for wisdom and I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful thankful for him um, going, always going uh, over and above, you know, Ephesians 3.20 says that he can do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we can ask or think. And so I'm thankful for those Ephesians 3.20 experiences that that he blesses me with. Um, I would say those are a couple that come to mind, Bob. You know, uh, I love the thing here. We talk about how you incorporate your faith in work, you know, and obviously that's the whole, the whole essence of what you're doing. But you got a couple stories <laughs> about that, I understand of uh, some examples of how uh, companies you've worked with, people you've been around, and examples of how people actually do incorporate. Because it, it's, it's a tough thing sometimes for people to say, well, you know, church is on Sunday and I go to work and, you know, I, I can't be my whole self at work because then I get looked down upon or I get labeled or whatever. You know, a lot of people hide their light under a basket, Gillette. So They do. How do you, how do you, how do you coach people? or What kind of stories do you have about people taking, their, taking the basket off, you know? Let their light shine. Yeah, I think that um, as his ambassadors, um, we we have to stand firm wherever he has assigned us, whether it's in corporate America or nonprofit or academia or higher education or um, in, in a church congregation or a church um, or a ministry. Um, we have to be the light. And so I remember um, when I was serving in corporate America, um, I was really trying to comfort one of my colleagues because she had... Uh, applied for a promotion. She didn't get the promotion. And she felt, Bob, that it was because her manager was holding her back. Mm. And I, that was that was an epiphany for me because I said, man, I can't believe she has that mindset. But a lot of people do believe that your managers or your the person you're reporting to can hold you back. And so I shared with her that um, when you're following God's plan and purpose and what he's ordained for you, no one can hold you back. God <laughs> is in control. So I want to encourage your listeners today, if you're in that situation where you feel like you've hit the proverbial barrier or that someone's holding you back, if you truly are following Christ and you're a child of God, the most high God, no one can hold you back. The Bible says that with God, all things are possible. And so I want to encourage the listeners today to um, stay focused on God and his plan because um, it truly is supreme and no one can can hold you um, back for what he has ordained for, for, for you. I love it. I love it. You know, and you had something else that I just love what you shared here about how, how would you like to provide hope for others in facing challenges? And you had, you know, part of that in here about a society ever changing, and then you lead some scripture to it. Why don't you address that? Because we're going through very changing times right now. We are. You know, I've um, had the pleasure of being interviewed by a number of 
posts. And um, during COVID, uh, you know, we're still mm-hmm. challenged by the pandemic and the implications to the economy and society. But um, I always reinforce the fact that Second Timothy 1.7 says that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but mm. of power and a sound mind. So I want to encourage the listeners today um, that that spirit of fear is not of God. So be bold, regardless of what's going on in our society. You know, society is ever changing. The economy is ever changing. Business is ever changing, but God remains the same. So I want to encourage the listeners to to, um, stay a hold of God and, and stay focused on him and his word, stay in the word of God. Um, you know, oftentimes uh, people are afraid of, ma- of making changes during this time, but oftentimes these are the times where he's desiring for you to step out. And so for some of the listeners, Bob, it's what I call a Psalm 4610 experience, you know, be <laughs> still in time, God, yeah. you know, and so stay the course. But for other listeners, Bob, it may be what I call an Isaiah 4319 experience that he's doing a new thing. And so for you, you'll need to step out. But regardless of the direction that he's leading you in, it will always be a Romans 828 experience. <laughs> Truly, all things work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, I got so enamored by the quote that you said originally. We got It's worth repeating, and then I want to get into some takeaways you want to leave the audience today and then we'll get to our last questions but so what's that quote again and who is that famous author that did that (laughs) one of my favorite quotes is business people don't plan to fail they simply fail to follow god's plan (laughs) and that's an overarching quote that i will share with a number of audiences it's on the back of my book revelations in business but i truly believe um again in the importance of following his plan first Okay, so what are those bullet points you wanted to leave the audience with today? You know, begin. So, with. Um, we we've alluded to them um, several times. I would say um, the first is to begin from within. So, it, uh, mm-hmm. for your listeners who are really challenged, maybe in their um, their career or with their business, begin from within. Second uh, Corinthians um, three sixteen. Make mm-hmm. sure that you're praying to God and following his lead, following the prompting of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Uh, he leads you in a certain area. You know, the Bible says in 2 Timothy 1, 6, to stir up the gifts. And so I want to encourage the listeners to stir up the gifts that are in you. Um, those gifts are, are, are planted by God, your natural skill sets and talents and abilities. Um, Bob, as you know, the proverbial sweet spot is if you can find a way to make a living at what you enjoy doing. Oh, yeah gifts. So I want to encourage the the audience to follow that and to pay attention to those clues on the clues Mm. around your gifts. One clue, I I, I travel the world speaking at different conferences, and I'll always share some of the clues around your calling and purpose. And one is, um, what are those activities uh, that when you're involved in, time just seems to fly by. Yeah, there you go. I do really the same enjoy. thing. So, so I would like to encourage the listener, uh, listeners with those uh, three points. Obviously, audience and listeners, you know there's a lot of wisdom here. So I got to ask the question, what uh, what words of wisdom will you be giving to your younger self, Shalette? Oh, that's such an excellent question. Um, definitely the um, the importance of beginning with God. Um Proverbs 29, 18. I would mm. reinforce that to my younger self. Okay. 
And then uh, I was just, I was just fascinated with this. We always ask something cool, funny, interesting people don't know about you. Now, obviously, a lot of people know. So what would that be? What's cool, funny, and interesting about you? I love to travel, and I'm an avid collector of postcards and Christmas <laughs> uh, ornaments wherever I go. I Israel, France, Italy, South Africa, doesn't matter. I always collect them. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I bet you got a 12-foot Christmas tree to put all those on. <laughs> I <did>. Holy moly. <laughs> wow. Right. <laughs> uh, folks, listen, get out there and text us again at 312-210-0603 with the keyword revolution, re- revelation, and we're going to get a copy of that book in your hand. So be first to do that. We're going to be right back with the mystery subject. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Well, welcome back. I hope you're sticking with us for this mystery subject. We're going to roundtable with Dr. Kay Shillette Stewart, uh, founder and principal of Stewart Consulting. And we come up with a good one, and I can't think of a better person that can help me with this one, and that is leadership insight for the next generation. Shillette, what words of wisdom have you got about that? Yes, I love this um, topic. I had the honor and privilege of serving as the commencement speaker for Judson University last year. And I started with those uh, young graduates and some of the alumni around the topic of legacy. Mm. And so I would I would encourage um, the the listeners today um, to think about their legacy. It's never too early or too late. To think about your legacy because um, you'll leave one uh, regardless of whether you are intentional about it or not. And so I just want to encourage the audience to be prayerful, to be um, intentional, to be strategic, to be thoughtful about thinking about the type of legacy that you want to leave in general. And even between uh, uh, career changes, you know, before you leave one company and join another, that previous company should have been blessed by virtue of your having been there. That's Mm. part of your. So I want to encourage the audience to think broadly about legacy. Legacy is not just when we go to be with Jesus. It's about the transitions that we make from organization to organization, from company to company, from entrepreneurial venture to entrepreneurial venture. Yeah, and this is really something close to my heart because God has really been pressing on me over this last 12 months to really lift up young people, and particularly mm-hmm. those that are we are kind of classified as emerging leaders and all of that. So that's my constant yeah. ask and my yeah. request. I'll make it again. I'm looking for candidates to be on the show to interview uh, under 40 years of age. I've had the privilege and the honor of interviewing 10 people under 40 and four of them under 30 this past year. And it's just right. been a kick. It's just been terrific and the insights. But, you know, they're looking, they're hungry for uh, folks like ourselves out there that are more mature Christians that come up alongside them. And one of the things I also want to encourage our leaders out there listening, <clears throat> you are a tremendous influence on these young people because a lot of them are skeptical of religion or faith or even going to church today. And what they're watching is they're watching your walk. So if you're a professed Christian or that you talk about that, uh, they're watching what you do. They're watching how you act. They're watching how you treat other people. So uh, we've got to be that salt and light and that beacon out there to be an example. Uh, and nobody's perfect. I'm certainly not. But, you know, I know I got uh, I got that badge on my back. So 
I've uh, got to be acutely aware of how I'm handling myself and, and how I'm giving back to young people and lifting them up because I certainly was blessed mightily with people that were in my have been in my life, mentored me, coached me, and all that stuff. So, Shalette, how much, uh, you know, when we're talking about these young people and the next generation leadership, how much comes into play with having good mentors and coaches, you know, for these people? Yes, that's so important. In the um, chapter of my book, um, Revelations of Business, on, in the chapter on the uh, divine management organization plan, I um, speak to the importance of coaching and mentoring and, um, and share the point that our ultimate coach is always Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so he Amen. laid out a plan for us yep. in the Bible. And so that should be the ultimate. But um, in the meantime, surround yourselves with uh, godly coaches and mentors and colleagues and teachers um, who can help you along the journey of life. I often challenge um, leaders at all stages of their careers to think about um, how they live their dash. And by that, I mean, you know, on the proverbial tombstone, there's a, a, a <laughs> date for when you're born and then yep. there's a dash and yep. then there's a date of, of death. Right. So I challenge you, um, just like I challenge myself, to think about how are you truly living your dash? Mm. It's not just about the birth date and, the, and the, the date of death, but it's the journey. It's that dash. And you want to make sure that you're uh, living your dash for the glory of God. Well, that fits in with what you said originally, your legacy, right? And yeah. what does that legacy look like? And how is, exactly. that, how is that viewed really from a faith standpoint? You know, because we can leave the, you know, earthly riches, you know, behind it all turning to dust anyways. But what is that legacy? What's that profound thing or something that people would know you by? And, and you would, they would yes. say, I remember so-and-so because of this. Uh, the yes. milk, milk of human kindness, or they were always, you know, charitable, or they were always doing this or volunteering, whatever the case might be. And at work, that, was, that person was an excellent worker. They showed up on time. They brought their whole self to work because we are commanded to do that, to work with excellence. And uh, those right. are the kind of things. And, and <clears throat> those are the kind of things that oftentimes are not taught, are, are, you know, especially from the pulpit. I don't, you don't hear wow. enough of that in church. I don't know about the church you grew up in, but there's not enough pastors that are really looking at that congregation saying, they got to be our ambassadors <laughs> walking out that door and going to work Monday morning. They can't get, leave Jesus in the car, right? I agree wholeheartedly. Um, I think the, the secular world in general, and um, particularly in the Western world, is so focused on inheritance. Mm. And inheritance all the tangible items, the money, right. the yep. vehicles the houses, but the legacy is really about the principles that you leave. And it's exactly what you've described, um, Bob. I remember reading a book by Dr. Charles Stanley, mm. and he mentions um, that the greatest legacy of all in his viewpoint is the legacy of a knowledge of God. Mm. And that just was an epiphany for me. And I truly believe that as well. It's like, how, how, um, how high can you get in terms of a legacy? That's the ultimate is sharing your salvation with someone yeah. so that living, uh, you know, for eternity, that's what it's about. It's about the great commission. And I think the challenge for all of us is to make sure that we're putting that into perspective and we're incorporating that in our daily lives. We get so busy with family and career and the job responsibilities, but it's important to take time um, and, and to be in the word of God, and center ourselves and realize that at the end of the day, it really is about the Great Commission, at least for us as his ambassadors. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I have to tell you. It's one of the things that I got into a habit of doing before meetings or going into things is I, I say this little, you know, I, I don't know if I want to call it a prayer or not, but God, give me the eyes to see with, the ears to listen, the heart to hear, and the mouth to speak in your holy name. And I love it. it just centers me a little bit. And then I was yes. given a wonderful gift many, many years ago when I went to the Global Leadership Summit and was given a gift when I had the opportunity to go to dinner with Ken Blanchard. And boy, talk oh, about the one-minute manager. Nice. This guy can coalesce anything. And, and he gave me something that I really use every single day, and that is, you know, uh, take the I out of me, fill me with you, and cloak me in humility. Um, because I, I that. think that's one of the things that I I see. Uh, we matter of fact, we got on that is what, you know, what's some of the key points of a of a leader? And humility is the, one of the top ones. I think, you know, I think you can yes, follow a humble leader. You and, know, and, and, go ahead. and being willing to be led by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not enough talk about the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, you know, I believe in our society, and so it's important to be led by the Spirit. Um, you know, he, the, the Lord appointed the Holy Spirit to lead us and to give us grace. And so what better way to, to navigate this challenging uh, world that we're living in um, than to, to have the grace of the Holy Spirit? And so it's so important to incorporate that in our daily walk. Yeah. You know, the other thing, too, is obviously listen. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yes. I, I preach and teach it all the time because I got a tendency <laughs> maybe sometimes to, you know, maybe I've got two mouths in one ear. So I, I tell people, <laughs> God gave it to you naturally. You, use two ear, you got two ears and one mouth, use them in those proportions. Right. And I think there is something really powerful in ability to listen. I can't believe we're out of time already, Charlotte. This I is unbelievable. Either. This, this is amazing. Joy. What a joy. Well, folks, get out there and check us out at faithmarketplace.com. Uh, you know, we've got uh, all kinds of goodies out there. And there's a little thing called a donate bus- button out there. I know at this time of year is uh, giving time, but if you got a couple pennies left over, this ministry runs on that. So we would appreciate anything that you might be able to take and put our way. Uh, and also take care of the main ministries that you are backing and the charities that you do. But if you've got a little couple extra pennies there, you might be able to throw our way. It's faithmarketplace.com. We're going to be back here next Saturday with you to inspire, equip, and encourage Christians all over Uh, to lead where they're at. Thanks for joining us for Faith Marketplace Radio, here to inspire, equip, and encourage Chicagoland's Christian business community. Faith Marketplace is on every Saturday at noon, right here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Listen to past shows anytime online at faithmarketplace.com.